Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement with best-selling author and fiduciary, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Years ago, following the conclusion of an educational workshop I was hosting in southern Indiana, an elderly gentleman approached me and asked if I could take a quick look at his investments. As I scanned over the scratch piece of paper containing all of his assets and investments, I noticed approximately a half a million dollars invested in one tech stock, with the rest of his assets, about another half a million dollars, sitting in a bank checking account, which seemed to be rather odd, one very techy, risky asset, if you will, and the other a very low-yield bank checking account. So not sure what to make of these two diametrically opposed investments, I asked him whether he considered himself an investor or a saver, to which he responded, most definitely, I'm an investor. Well, then asked the investor to why you got so much money sitting in the bank earning next to nothing in interest, to which he applied, well, because I just sold my gold. And I kind of thought about it, and I said, well, why did you sell all of your gold? I asked, because he said everyone was buying it. Well, welcome, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement. And yes, I am your safe money specialist and fishing fiduciary. More on that in a minute. Tony Walker. And today we'll be talking about why the financial world so easily lures savers away from the safety and security of what we call the financial peer and into the world of peer pressure by promising us savers higher and higher returns. But before we swim off into these uncharted financial waters of risk and uncertainty, let me introduce an extraordinary swimmer and fisherman, maybe, himself, America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orander. Good morning, Aaron. Hey, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing real well. I forgot to really ask you if you knew anything about fishing. I knew you are a pretty good swimmer. Uh, not really. I mean, I fished a little bit when I was younger, and then I probably haven't fished in about 15 years or so. But... My son, Preston, who uh, is 10 years old, he has expressed a little bit of interest in, you know, he'd like to try fishing, go go fishing, whatever. So I guess dad maybe this weekend is heading up to the bait and tackle shop to, you know, see see what I can get. I mean, I don't have anything. I don't have poles. I do have a little bitty tackle box I got from my grandfather after he passed away. It was just sitting in a dusty garage, and I thought, well, nobody else wants this. I'll, <laughs> I'll take it, but... I mean, there's nothing in it or anything that is in it. It's probably dry rotted and <laughs> no, no good. Yeah, my father-in-law, uh, of course, he passed away years ago. He was a huge fisherman, and I remember, in fact, next week on the show we'll be talking about this. Uh, when he passed, there were a lot of lures. I don't know much about fishing lures. I fished a little bit, but 
we took a lot of them and framed them. And my wife, I thought she would want them. And then we kind of gave them to my son-in-law, Trey, because he's huge into fishing. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Now, by the way, I don't know when you said taking Preston fishing. Those of you who live in Lexington and grew up in Lexington will really appreciate this story. So back in the 60s, this would have been probably late 60s, Aaron, growing up in Lexington, my dad took me and Marty, again, for those of you from Lexington, you'll remember this. If you go out Nicholasville Road, okay, heading out of town in Lexington, believe it or not, when you passed New Circle Road on Nicholasville Road, just to the left, have you ever been in that area, Lexington? I have. Okay, yeah. all right. I, I, I kind of know what you're talking about. Beth New Circle Road, and, yeah. Oh, yeah, Reynolds yeah. Road, Fayette Mall. Okay, well, on the left back then, Aaron, was a pay lake. There was nothing out there but just that pay lake. So my dad got us some cane poles and we went out there and fished and it was a blast because I don't know who stocked that darn thing. It was just bluegill. But all you did, you've used a cane pole before, haven't you? Yes. You just kind of floated out there. You watch the bobber, the bobber would go down, you pull up the cane pole. You know, it was a blast. My mom, incidentally, this was about a year ago, she was real secretive one day and she goes, Tony, I want to show you something down in the basement. And I'm thinking, okay, here we go. Maybe mom's had this hidden treasure for years and <laughs> she's going to share it with me and don't tell anybody when we go down. Diamond. And guess, guess what she shows me that she still has? Those cane poles. That cane pole. And I'm like, okay, mom, I don't even think that. The, and speaking of rotting, I don't, <laughs> I'd say that same bluegill would snap that thing right in half. But anyway, so we're going to have some fun today, folks, talking about fish. And you'll quickly find out it's kind of like me writing a book about cows. I know very little about fishing. But I know a lot about people who are savers who unsuspectingly, for a lot of reasons, will leave the safety and security of the pier. You know how fish get under the pier? It's pretty safe under there. It's pretty safe, say? yeah. Get, stay out of the sun. Uh, passerbyers Constant throw crumbs. food supply, food, yeah. Yeah, the, the lures and the bobbers can't really get under the pier as well to catch you. Well, there's a reason... With all of these low CD interest rates and interest rates at the bank paying next to nothing, why savers are venturing off out from under the pier and chasing after lures that, quite frankly, can be quite speculative and quite worrisome. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. When we come back, we're going to talk about this phenomenon known as FOMO, the fear of missing out and what that has to do with you and your money. Wondering how much money you'll need to retire? Probably a lot less than you think. I'm retirement specialist Tony Walker, and for the past 36 years, I've helped thousands of savers determine when to retire and how much money they'll need in retirement, and I can help you too. So if you're retired or thinking of retiring soon, maybe you know of somebody who doesn't know if they can retire, let me invite you to log on right now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Welcome back, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement. I am the favorite financial sidekick, Aaron Orner. And during the break, Tony, you know, I had a two-part question for you. So let's go back to the guy who told you that, you know, he had gold and he was selling it because everybody was buying it. Well, the first part of my question is who who was selling or, you know, who was buying it? I mean, what, you know, are you talking about like his neighbors? Or are you talking about like his, his buddies at work? And, you know, second part to my question, what does this have to do with people's retirement and your money? 
Who cares? Really good questions. And quite frankly, I didn't finish that story. When he really kind of looked at me, it was funny, Aaron, when I said, well, why did you sell your gold? He almost, I never forget, he looked at me like, are you, do you even know what you're talking about, boy? You know, I think that's what he was thinking. <laughs> and when he said, because everybody's buying it, think about this, Aaron. Um, in, in economics, okay, when is the best time let's say to sell your house. Would you want to sell it when the market's hot and everybody's looking for houses or try to sell it during a recession and not many buyers out there? You want to sell it when the market's hot. Bingo. So he was basically sharing a truism with me and with gold, which fo folks, I'm not saying gold is not a good investment, but it is a speculative investment. It swings all over the place. So I think what this older gentleman who was very savvy realized, hey, wait a minute. He had all this gold. Everybody was buying it which was driving the price way up. We'll get into something called Bitcoin in a minute, was driving the price way up. And I guess his intuition kicked in and he's thinking, wait a minute, why would I not sell it now? Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So, for, and from a retirement planning standpoint, his dilemma, and that's why he came to my workshop, I guess he had all that money sitting in the bank. And as an investor, he wasn't going to leave it there in the bank. So the point was, what are my other options? I've got this cash. And the reason I sold the gold was because everybody's buying it, meaning I got out when the market was high. All right. Um, so there's something out there called Bitcoin. Now I know you've heard me talk about this. And by, by the way, folks, I'm going to tell you right up front, this is what's called cryptocurrency. Do not call me with your phone calls investing in Bitcoin. I am not a cryptocurrency expert. I'm just trying to explain what is going on right now. So I took this golf trip with a couple of buddies this past weekend. We're recording the show on what is it, uh, March 31st, Aaron? Today is March 31st, yeah. yes. Okay, so one of my buddies loves Bitcoin, okay? And I finally had a chance, and so, John, tell me more about Bitcoin. So he described all this, he showed me videos. I mean, if you want to go online to YouTube, there is more information on cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. And his point was, and this, this Bitcoin, Aaron, let me put it this way. If you put a couple thousand dollars into Bitcoin seven or eight years ago and still had it, you probably wouldn't have showed up at work this morning. You'd say, Tony, I love you, but I'm out of here, brother. You would have been filthy rich. This stuff has skyrocketed. And again, we're not going to get into what cryptocurrency is, but the point is it's hitting the market at a great time, cryptocurrency, because it's an alternative way to trade goods and services. So if you think of currency, if you think of the dollar in your pocket, that money is printed by the government via the treasury, right? Okay. It has a value placed on it, but the value is really only what it can buy. So we talked about this on last week's show. If you have a $5 bill, well, 30 years ago, it bought a lot, right? Right. Now, when you go over to that tackle bought shop. bought 10 candy bars. There you go. Well, let's use tackle. Okay, yeah. $5 back at 30 years ago probably buy you a decent little rod and reel. Okay. Now you probably couldn't even buy the line for it, right? No. So the printing of money has created inflation, which devalues dollars. Cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, the, the claim is that it's a limited supply of, we'll call them tokens, if you will. And again, folks, I apologize for those of you who are experts in this. Here's just the layman's terms. So there's this blockchain out there on the internet somewhere. You buy little tokens, but there's only so many tokens to be had. So the theory is it's limited in supply. Once these are gone, they're gone, so the value should hold its value. That's the, that's the theory. So they're not, quote-unquote, printing more coins. Correct. Okay. Correct. But then we won't even get into it. There's still all kinds of ramifications to this. The point is, people are now jumping on the bandwagon. 
Everybody's FOMO, they fear of missing out. People have seen these humongous returns and they're like, oh my gosh, I gotta get me some of that. So they're jumping into Bitcoin. So the question is, I don't know, don't, I'm not telling you what to do here, but are we at a point where the older gentleman was with the gold saying, wait a minute, is this really a good time to buy, let's say Bitcoin because it's gone up so much? Now, I'm gonna go back in time a little bit because you, know, you may not remember this, we talked about this years ago on the show, Aaron, and you got me a book. Remember what happened in the 1600s, something similar to this? Something similar to this was what was known as tulip mania. I got a hint over here. Gina yeah. just got us a, yeah, she's got a beautiful, us some beautiful vase of tulips. tulips. All right, see if you can remember what that was all about. Do you remember? So it was something about like not the not the actual, well, it was the actual flower, but it was the it was the seeds or it was the yes. pods. That the bulbs. There were, yeah, the bulbs. Yeah, yeah, that was the word I was looking for. Thank you. And there were only a certain amount of them. Now, I don't remember how many. It could have been a hundred. It could have been a thousand. I'm not I'm not exactly sure. But some somebody promoted that, hey, there's not going to be any more, so you better get your hands on them now mm-hmm. before they're gone. That's right. And it's in, I think it was, I got my notes here, I think it was 1636, whatever. The price of those tulip bulbs is, you think Bitcoin went up quick. And folks, you can go uh, Google this, just Google tulip mania. It's really fascinating. And what happened, the price shot up. And once everybody realized they're holding these tulip bulbs and nobody was going to pay for them, eventually this is what always happens when a rush goes up. Then all of a sudden, well, you couldn't even get rid of them. See, they yeah. paid. So then the price plummets. Uh, this also happened, folks. Uh, this is nothing new. This also happened as we go back in history, back in the 90s. It was called the dot-com bubble. Had you ever heard of that one, Aaron? Yes. Okay. So that, and, and we'll keep this real brief, basically all of these dot-com organizations were coming out, you know, Yahoo and just everybody thought, oh my gosh. So what happened? And even as a money manager, I remember back then there was a fund, mutual fund called Van Wagner Emerging Growth. And it was all invested in these dot-coms. And I mean, people thought I was a genius because I was putting money in Van Wagner Emerging Growth. He made one year 200 and 60%. This is just a mutual fund in one year. It's wow. crazy. Well, we know what happened. It eventually crashed. The dot-com bubble burst. Uh, we saw this in 2008. The stock market was at all-time highs. We didn't really understand what was supporting the stock market. We found out that uh, mortgages were a, a problem in this country. We'll just put it mildly. And it crashed. And now here we are again and I have people coming in, Aaron. I mean, we had a pandemic. We've had a new election. People are thinking, oh, my gosh, Tony, it's going to crash. And over the last several years, just had a guy yesterday, Aaron, go, I'm shocked. I said, sir, what are you shocked about? He said, how has this stock market continued to go up? And you know what his next question was? He had pulled out money years ago. Should I invest in the market Should now? I get back there you in? Go. So folks, that's what you call market timing, and that's an almost impossibility. And if you are a saver, and I don't care what you're trying to time, whether it's the tulips, bulbs, uh, whether it's the dot-coms, whether it's Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, the stock market, your latest, greatest idea on a stock pick, be very careful with what we call market timing, which is trying to predict the time to get in and the time to get out. So when I return, We have an interesting service at Tony Walker Financial. Uh, Many of you who listen to this show and know about my history, I've been doing this 36 years, know that we are known across the country for the prolific work and expertise we provide in the world of annuities. 
Um, as an individual producer of annuities, I'm one of the largest single producers of annuities in the country. I've been doing these forever, and I love fixed annuities. However, what some people uh, don't realize is I've been exposed and worked in the securities world, that would be stocks, bonds, mutual funds, since 1986. So I'm kind of a rare breed. I've, I've worked in both sides of the camp, and at Tony Walker Financial, we offer both forms of investments. However, when we invest money in the stock market for our saver clients, we really hold closely to something called diversification and rebalancing. So when I come back, I'm going to talk about some exciting new software that we're implementing. And uh, it's going to be pretty cool to listen to this because it's, you're going to understand why you have to stay in a balanced portfolio. Again, if you're a saver, remember, we're not talking about investors and speculators. But if you're that person who is more concerned about the return of your money versus on it, you're going to want to stay tuned for this. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. With the stock market at all-time highs and our nation's debt through the roof, there's a lot of uncertainty out there. Now may be the best time to safeguard more of your 401k. Let's get started today by logging on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. It is 10 after 8 on a Wednesday morning and barging into our studios, Aaron, is our own Gina Tutwiler. But actually, this is pretty cool. So, Gina, you walked in here right in our break and said, Tony, you got to read this. Of course, you knew we were talking about Bitcoin. Go ahead. What's the headlines today? Today is Chipotle gives away $100,000 in Bitcoin for National Burrito Day <laughs> on April the 1st. All right. So what's the gist of this? The it's gist of this is... Uh, they're randomly or how are they going to do this? They have to guess a six digit passcode on the burritos or Bitcoin microsite to unlock prizes. They'll give out $25,000 of Bitcoin to three customers as a grand prize, 500 in cryptocurrency to 50 winners and free burritos to 10,000. Thank you so much, Gina. <laughs> I know one thing I'm getting hungry. All right, go, go back to work. The burrito's That's... a better bet. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Yeah, the burrito is definitely something you can enjoy now. But isn't that interesting, Aaron? I mean, uh, Elon Musk, you know, with um, Tesla, I think they've bought into $1.5 in Bitcoin. So, so again, folks, we're not trying to poo-poo Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. What I'm saying is the timing of things for savers to jump into something. All right, that's all we're trying to talk about. Oh, incidentally, Aaron, before Gina came barging in... Um, you see this little book, don't you? That's my favorite childhood That's your book. Favorite book, isn't it? I'm trying to get it back on the fish story. Is Artie the Smarty? This is a wonderful book, folks. But what's funny about Artie the Smarty? Artie was a contrarian, by the way, like me. Uh, you know, when the fish swam one way, Artie was a little skeptical, right? Like the fish swimming after Bitcoin or tulip bulbs or whatever it might be, he kind of swam the other way. And that led me, Aaron, actually didn't, not the book itself, but my personality of being a contrarian led me to write a book about 10 years ago called Don't Follow the Herd. And uh, I think it's a great book, but it really does talk about this idea. And again, for savers who are just trying to keep things simple, kind of like my granddad did, you know, invest in simple products, have a simple game plan, don't always be chasing after returns, I would encourage you 
to order the book. It's on Amazon or any major bookseller. Don't follow the herd. It's a great book, a great read, and it teaches us about OPM, meaning other people's money, and why everybody out there, when you think about it, the financial world, including yours truly, has to have other people's money to work on, or it doesn't work. Does that make sense, Aaron? Right. I mean, you have to. So even the people purporting to do Bitcoin, they own Bitcoin, right? You understand that, don't you, Aaron? Yes. So wouldn't you say there's a little bit of conflict of interest? If I own Bitcoin and I convince people to buy Bitcoin, what's that going to do to the price of Bitcoin? That's going to make it go up. Yeah. And what does that Which do? Which is what you want. It, gives, what, it puts more money in your yeah. in your uh, digital pocket. There you go. In, in your wallet, wherever that virtual digital wallet. wallet. Virtual, virtual wallet. Yeah. Okay. So what I wanted to do, so let's get off of Bitcoin and tulip bulbs and all that. We're not trying to say yay or nay, but... Let me tell you what we do at Tony Walker Financial. So besides doing a ton of annuities, we have created something over the last several years called the Split IRA concept. Now, who is, who's really good for this concept? Actually, the person out there who is already retired or nearing retirement, okay? Generally, uh, Aaron, you've seen our customers that come in. Most of them are over the age of 55 that we use this Split IRA concept for because they've got money accumulated either in an existing IRA or 401k, and they're really, really nervous about losing all that money, and they want a game plan around it with a trained fiduciary such as ourselves. So recently, and uh, we're going to have him on the TV show, by the way, my favorite nephew, Wes Walker. Uh, Wes started with us. He's a fiduciary as well. But all I've got him doing right now, uh, Aaron, and we're about done with it as far as the training, is learning about a new software we're going to use through our Charles Schwab platform for rebalancing portfolios called Riskalyze. So in our re- remaining time, this is really important, folks, and we'll be happy to go through this exercise with you if you would like to meet with us. It's very simple. But what happens is with Riskalyze, Riskalyze will go through an analysis to create a score. The score helps us understand what risk you want to take. Now again, because we use a lot of annuities, which are risk-free from a standpoint of exposure to the market, we have to temper this a little bit. But let's say, uh, Aaron, you come in and you go through the Riskalyze profile with us and your score is a moderate 34. Now we at Tony Walker Financial manage this, we pick the investments, we do all of this, but the Riskalyze is just telling us based on what we have set up, your score is 34. And let's imagine through from 2013, Aaron, until today, this latest bull market we've had, uh, with our moderate portfolio, again, you didn't want to take a lot of risk, you're at 9% growth. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's not bad. That's not bad. Now, guess what? If you had put that in the S&P 500, you would have made 32%. So on the surface, you're like, eh, why didn't I do the S&P, right? Sure. I mean, right. Who, who wouldn't? Hindsight's who wouldn't want 20 more? I get, yeah. Okay. But... Okay, but here's what happens. If we have a down market, okay, what if we had another financial crisis? With our portfolio, the moderate, now again, it's not chump change, but you would lose 15% of that portfolio. Still not good, right? However, if you're in the S&P 500 with a major crisis, like we had in 08, you would lose 53%. Yeah. I don't want to lose anything. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't want to lose anything. So that's a good point. So what we do when we're meeting with people, folks, we've we've got a lot of people say, well, why do you put that Charles Schwab in there? I mean, because you could be like Aaron. You might be saying, I don't want to lose any money. Well, the good thing about Charles Schwab and with us managing it, 
We can't put all the money in annuities. Remember, the general rule of thumb for a fiduciary, if anybody's wanting to put 100% of your money into the annuities, you got to get your wallet or your 401k and run for the hills quick because that's not what you want to do. The annuities do not provide enough flexibility to put 100% of your money in there. So you have to be very careful. So what we do, we blend in through this split IRA concept, the idea of the Charles Schwab portfolio. And Aaron, here's the beauty of this. The reason we have the Charles Schwab portfolio is because you might need immediate income, you might have emergencies come up, and that Charles Schwab portfolio at minimal cost will allow us to help you when you have things come up you didn't plan. Does that make sense? Okay. And folks, I do retirement planning. I see hundreds of people a year. We have over 2,500 clients. You wouldn't believe the number of things we see that come up in retirement. So it's fine to have a plan, but you have to have a plan that includes use, flexibility, and control of your money. So this Schwab account allows us to do this. So you come in and maybe Aaron comes in and says, Tony, oh, I love the idea of having that flexibility and access to my money, but I don't want any risk or I don't want, to, I don't want any stock market exposure. So what we can do out of our five portfolios, uh, Aaron, we could put you in what I call the ultra conservative portfolio. Okay, does it make sense? Okay. Now, while it could drop a little bit, the ultra conservative portfolio consists of bank money market accounts, which unfortunately are pretty low right now, bank CDs, and government bonds. Now, while it's not gonna make a lot, if we had a market crash, you're not gonna lose a lot. It's very, very safe. If you say, well, uh, gosh, Tony, I wanna try to make a little bit, and maybe after thinking about this, since those annuities you're putting in there are safe and secure, I'm okay with just a smidgen of risk, right? You could be. So then we would bump up to what we call our conservative portfolio, which has anywhere from 15 to 25% of the money with Schwab in the market. So, you know, uh, with the market going up, it's done really well, you know, and uh, of course it could go down as well, but at least you're not exposed as much. Then the portfolio we just talked about, that could be your third choice, is called the moderate portfolio, and it has anywhere from 35 to 45% exposure to the market. Again, done very well, as you can tell. I mean, to me, <clears throat> we only assume making 3 or 4% in the stock market. We try to keep our assumptions very, very low. So yeah, if you made 9%, you'd be a happy camper, wouldn't you, Aaron? Yes. If we thought, okay, Aaron, let's plan on three, but you make nine, you're like, man, Tony, that's great. Yeah. Okay, so that's called the moderate portfolio. The next portfolio, now it gets a little frisky, folks. This is not for the faint of heart. Then it goes up to what we call the moderate growth. Now, quite frankly, our moderate growth, and maybe one of the big boys out there, you know, we could all have different interpretations of what moderate growth means. But for us, that means you're gonna have anywhere from probably about 50% to 65% in the stock market. So obviously, the more exposure you have to the stock market, the more you could lose, keep that in mind. And then finally, uh, is our last but not least, and we don't have a lot of clients in this, but some of our saver clients say, Tony, you know what, I'm, I'm okay putting a small amount, I want you to put the pedal to the metal. And we call that our aggressive portfolio. And of course, that can make a lot of money and it can also go down quite a bit. So the key with planning, folks, it is not about finding the magic bullet. It's not about getting sucked out from under the financial pier that you're under and chasing after wild ideas and returns that have no business in the place of a saver. The key is, is to find safe products, uh, fixed annuities, bank products, government bonds, um, corp, good, good uh, well-graded corporate bonds, good dividend-paying stocks, uh, ETFs uh, that are well-diversified and low fees, 
That is the key to a worry-free retirement. But you say, well, Tony, how do you do that? How do I go about finding out if and how much I should have in the stock market and if and how much I should have in annuities and whether that annuity needs to be an accumulation annuity or an income annuity? And I mean, it goes on and on. Well, first of all, let me tell you about some updated booklets we've got that are excellent for all of these topics. Uh, we have insurance made easy, 401k rollovers made easy, mailbox money made easy, investments made easy, annuities made easy. And we've got some great booklets and they're all absolutely free. So the first thing you can do is go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and go to downloads or just type in downloads there in the search bar and all of those booklets, we've got all kinds of free material, all of those booklets will pop up immediately. I would highly encourage you to download whatever booklet appeals to you right now and your situation and uh, take a look at those booklets. Now, second and most importantly, if you are retired or you're getting near retirement or even with these younger fiduciaries I've got running around here and I got my favorite son-in-law, Trey, and favored nephew, Wes, the reason I brought them on, not only to take over this business one day and continue to help our saver clients, but also to help the younger clients. So if you would like to meet or talk by phone with myself, or if you're younger, one of our younger fiduciaries that you can relate to a little bit, happy to do that. All you got to do is log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Click on the Let's Get Started. It's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Click on Let's Get Started or call 877-499-9255. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's program. Next week, I'm really excited because we're actually going to do, Aaron, part two. Okay, we're going to continue uh, this? Of All the right. whole FOMO thing, and it's really good because next week I'm going to share with you personally what I have done to take advantage of all of the tax issues out there, all of the fee issues out there, and I'm going to show you how you can take advantage of this too with a whole lot less risk than buying Bitcoin or throwing it on the stock market. But you remember, between now and then, if all else fails, you be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it, you don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.